When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. What a night for Kirk Cousins. What is a sentence I never thought I'd say? I mean, honestly, a tremendous, tremendous performance for the Vikings quarterback. And it didn't surprise some people. Certainly surprised me. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. You're going to tell me that Kirk Cousins is going to go throw for north of 300 yards against the 49ers defense. I'm going to tell you that you should lay off the alcohol early in the day. But that's exactly what happened. He was phenomenal. But listen to Troy Aikman from last night. There, are, Listen, Kirk Cousins, I think it's fair to say, Joe, has always been one of the more polarizing quarterbacks in the league, really for the last seven years or so because he puts up these incredible numbers but then when it has mattered the most he hasn't delivered and primetime Kirk Cousins as we know has always been a joke this is Troy last night on Kirk Cousins of course on Monday Night Football you know everybody has an opinion on Kirk Cousins top 10 quarterback in my book listen he played like it last night he was absolutely phenomenal And it kind of begs the question, what should they be doing with Kirk Cousins this offseason? Is it something that the Minnesota Vikings should really start examining whether or not they should give him an extension as opposed to just moving on from him? That's the big question now. Because what are you going to do? And Saturday talked about this earlier. What's what's plan B? Let's assume that you'd want to trade him before the deadline. All right, you can bring back assets. We know that. But that that, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Cousins doesn't look like he wants to go. Vikings don't look like they want to trade him. After winning last night, they probably very much are of the impression that they can contend and get this thing back on track. Understood. So what are you going to do with Cousins, who's in the final year of his one-year $35 million contract? Right, by the way, Cousins originally lands in Minnesota, three years, $84 million fully guaranteed. Then he re-ups two years, $66 million fully guaranteed. Then it's one year, $35 million fully guaranteed. Like, this guy's just printing cash with his career. But he's 35 years old, and you got to ask, if it's not going to be him next year, who's it going to be? If it's him, all right, you got competent quarterback play, but it's going to be pricey, and you got to get ready to pay Justin Jefferson. If it's not going to be Kirk Cousins, who's it going to be getting the ball to Justin Jefferson? What is plan B? Because you're not going to be at the top of the draft. There's a lot that this team needs to figure out. And then ultimately it comes down to if you're going to have Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, do you believe you can get where you need to get to? Defensively, they don't look very solid. I don't know if Brian Flores is going to get that unit to a point where they're good enough to bail Cousins out if he has a bad game. Because we're talking about, again, winning a Super Bowl, needing three or four postseason wins in a row against good teams. And Cousins historically has had some problems in those spots. He's been better as of late, but I just don't know if that's the guy you want to get caught with. 
it's kind of like what happened with Stafford in Detroit all those years. Like Stafford was just good enough that they didn't want to move away from him, but he wasn't good enough to lift up the rest of that organization and all their, their shortcomings. So I don't know. I, I think they have to be exploring the idea of bringing him back because I don't know, Carlin, what their next op- what their other option would be. What do you go make a play for Jimmy Garoppolo? The guy can't stay on the field. No, no, you don't do that. You don't do that. You have to look at younger future options. And you're going to be limited in that regard, too, right? Like, who's a young quarterback that might be available this offseason that you might be potentially high on, either in a trade or free agency? Well, one of them, really primarily the only one, is a guy who's in your division, and that's Justin Fields, and they're not trading him to you. That's not happening. So I get the thought process of wanting to keep Kirk Cousins there for the long term. Listen to Jeff Saturday. Jeff was just on with us a little while ago and was talking about this very topic because it is very tricky. Do they think you can get him to the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm not sure you find. I mean, you're not going to draft one that's going to be better. I don't know that you go out and just find one. I mean, who's going to hit the market that's going to be much better? I've always been, hey, you, you might want to get rid of your guy. You might want to fire him, but who are your hiring types? So I, I'd much rather hear who they're going to hire before I decide to let Kirk Cousins go for sure. Yeah, I get where he's coming from with that, but the problem is they're not going to a Super Bowl anytime soon. Can we agree on that? I would agree with that, yes. So I need to start thinking about the future. Kirk Cousins is 35 years old. The, he is not the future of the Minnesota Vikings. You can sit here and tell me that you want to bring him back for one more year there, and he may want to do that. And I'm good with that. But if we're talking about a multi-year extension, I can't do that. I, I, I can't do that because while I may not be able to get the quarterback that I want in this upcoming draft, I do need to be able to get him in the next two years and really start to think about where that's headed, get a quarterback-friendly Uh, get a quarterback under a very friendly contract so I can build around him and I can pay Justin Jefferson and then go from there. Because as much as he is a very good quarterback, the better plan for my organization is to accept what the reality is of the moment. Don't get sucked in by games like last night. Those are going to happen. If you are the the Vikings and their brain trusted Ziggy Will for their owner. You cannot think in terms of the short term, even though that organization has been through so much when it comes to not winning in the big scale. So who's it going to be then? Because if Cousins gets out there and he's available, there are teams that probably feel they're close where he would be an upgrade and could get them over the hump. I don't know if he's viewed as the final missing piece. I'm fascinated to see how things play out with Brock Purdy over the remaining portion of the season in San Francisco because Kyle Shanahan has been linked to Kirk Cousins going all the way back to their time together in Washington when Mike Shanahan, his father, was the head coach and they brought in Robert Griffin III out of Baylor and then later in that draft selected Kirk Cousins out of Michigan State. They took two quarterbacks in that draft. Kyle has always been linked to Cousins. If Purdy somehow isn't just going through a little bit of a, a down spell these last two weeks, if for some reason it turns out that he regresses to the mean and what we saw at the beginning was just basically the outlier performance, 
I wonder if the Niners can find a way to clear up cap space to bring him in. Even if it's just a one-year deal, I wonder if Kirk would be interested in that because that'd be the best defense that he'd ever have at his disposal. And when you think about the weaponry that's around him, I mean, good God, what quarterback wouldn't be excited about playing in that offense? All right, let me ask you one more thing, though. That, that's, let's, let's be honest. You're going to ask me plenty more things before the end of this show. So let's rephrase that. Let me ask you something. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Uh, as I look at Cousins, and we go back to about a week ago when we heard that the Vikings were not going to trade him, and we heard all of the different reasons as to why he would have potentially gotten been okay with a move. It would have been a coach that he's very familiar with and comfortable with. And it would have also been to a team that would understand that Kirk is not going to come in and spend 18 hours a day in the building. And it's not that Kirk Cousins doesn't want to win. It is that he is at a point in his career with his family that he is not going to upset the apple cart at home because he doesn't want to, not because he doesn't you know, doesn't have um, a family that he is understanding about it. He wants to be at home. He wants to spend time with his kids. I mean, for Pete's sake, we saw a couple weeks ago, the dude goes on on Vivid Seats and buys tickets to go to the Twins game in the middle of the week. Didn't reach out, call anybody to get special treatment, just did that because they wanted to go to the game. So the point is, and I, I say this in the most respectful way possible, how important really is it for Kirk Cousins to win right now? It's not going to be a factor where he's going to be going into a new place and spending all of his time trying to learn a new offense. So does that, if you're another team, give you a little bit of pause if you're somebody outside the 49ers? Yeah, depending on how much you know him, right? Like the Niners know him well. They would understand. Some teams might not, and you have to do the research on that. What is it you're buying and what is it you're expecting? You got to make sure all the expectations and all of the planning and all the thought processes come together to where everyone's on the same page. Because this is an important point that you bring up about Cousins that I think a lot of people don't realize is that some of these guys do view this 100% as a job. I'm going to go clock in. I'm going to do the best I possibly can when I'm there, but I am clocking out. I don't live this like some of the fans do. Fans live and breathe this stuff day to day, and it's fantastic to watch that, right? Heartbroken after losses, celebrating after wins, following every piece of news 365 days a year to see who could be a potential draft candidate that falls to you, who you're going to go sign in free agency, how you're going to win the Super Bowl. Some guys that are in the league, though, they don't look at it like that. It's their job. And when the job's over, they go home. And we have to realize that. We have to understand it. We have to accept it. And if that's how Cousins is, that doesn't mean he can't get you over the hump. You just have to find the perfect scenario to where that lifestyle and that approach fits with exactly what a team needs in order to take the next step in their evolution. Let's check in with Scott in Minnesota on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. Scott, what's going on, dude? How are you? What do you think? Hey, guys. Uh... You guys have a great show. You're always prepared. I'm very impressed. Thank great take. Thank um, you. Yeah, I hope you're living a life, living a dream outside of work as well. Um, I'm miserable, but go ahead. That, yeah, I'm a degenerate gambler, so no. <laughs> <laughs> if I could make two points, one about the Vikings as a team, one score losses, they manhandled Philadelphia in Philadelphia, but gave away the game via turnovers. 
They were one score behind Kansas City. They could have won that game. They could easily have a different record at this point. The next six games coming, there's five very winnable games. Uh, I hear you all the time saying the Vikings might want to think of giving up on Cousins and throwing him somewhere and whatever and trashing the season. However, why don't we talk about them making a move to bring in a couple people to augment the team to get them to the Super Bowl. Last year, as far as Cousins goes, in three more weeks, you'll hear about him being the the quickest person to 40,000 passing yards. He's only been a starter for eight years. I understand all of that and all of the numbers. I, I get it, but come to the realization, understand and yourself, and you know this, you know this if you ask yourself this question deep down. Are we winning the championship with Kurt here in, Kirk here in Minnesota? Are we doing that? No. The answer is no. And it's not because of him. It's because of the entire combination together. It's not happening. And, and, and again, the whole thing about the family, it's not a knock on him. It's not a knock on him. No, not at all. We're just it's assessing. Just, I, I, I'm very much a family guy. Who he is. It's just who he is. And if somebody like that is somebody that you want to turn to to go win a championship, just understand what you're getting into because it is not the most important thing in his life. I believe when he gets on the field, it's the most important thing to him. But when he steps off, mm -mm, not remotely. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. There was a sneaky big move in the NFL yesterday. It's not the one that the Eagles made. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
adding a much-needed reinforcement for their banged-up secondary, acquired safety Kevin Byard from the Titans. The Eagles needed some help in a secondary that had had some injuries recently. They're coming off the win last night, and they now add Kevin Byard to the fold to help out moving forward. Now they take such a step up at that position, adding a player that was much like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who they lost to the Detroit Lions. This is a huge move for a team that needed help at that position. It's what they do. It's what the Eagles do. They go out and they get what they need. Howie Roseman knows what he is doing. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker, by the way, by saying play ESPN. You can follow us over on Instagram at Jay Fortenbaugh at that guy Carlin at Carlin versus Joe, which, by the way, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. And, Joe, all right, it's fine. The Eagles go and do what they do. But maybe the bigger part of that is that the Tennessee Titans have basically told everyone we are now officially selling. And there was a bit of news earlier today when uh, Mike Vrabel told the press that both Tyreek Willis and uh, both um, Malik Willis, excuse me, and uh, Will Levis will potentially play in the game this week if, in fact, Ryan Tannehill cannot. He's got an ankle injury, but there's also the possibility that by next Tuesday, Ryan Tannehill gets traded away. So the Titans are officially open for business. And when I we talk about Kirk Cousins the last few weeks, It really frustrates me that some of these teams are not going and doing what they need to do to make themselves better for the future. You see the Titans doing it. They know what they are, Joe. They understand that. Why don't the Raiders understand that? Why don't the Giants understand that? Why don't the Vikings really, frankly, understand that? You are headed nowhere fast Get better, get draft picks, be smart, Joe. What are we doing? Well, there's a couple issues here. Number one, and this is the most important thing because this is happening to the media, us in the media, more than it's happening to the fans, but it's happening a little bit with the fans as well. This is the NBAification of the NFL, all right? Mm -hmm. The second there's discomfort in the NBA, there's a demand for a trade, guys get moved. Here's a 20-team, 200-player trade in which Charlotte is sending, and we go through all the details. It happens in the NBA all the time. Players want out, they leave. Players are traded left and right. There's very little Giannis staying in Milwaukee, Steph staying in Golden State. That's the exception, not the rule. So because we've become so accustomed to this with the NBA, it now spills over into other sports. And we're looking at the NFL and we're saying, well, I don't understand. I don't understand why if you're at a situation where you're not going to contend, sell them off, bring in assets. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Number one, you have a a much tougher salary cap to deal with in the NFL than anything else. So you got to make the math work. Number two, the NBA is what? It's a handful of guys per team. You got five starters. It's not 53 members of a starting roster. So you can move a couple pieces here, bring back three pieces there. You start giving away key pieces like Saquon Barkley and other guys. I mean, where are you going to go find those guys? You still have to replace them, and you're going to have to hit in the draft. So the NBAification of the NFL has people thinking everyone should be more active in the NFL when they're not. It's just not the same business model. And number two, you bring up an example like the Raiders. 
there is no way the general manager and head coach of the Raiders want to trade away any of their stars. Their rear ends are on fire right now with their job security. They can't give those guys away. If they do, then they're definitely going to lose the rest of the way out. And then they're probably out of jobs. So often the coach in the front office, they're not in line with ownership. We just saw this in Chicago that the, that with Matt Nagy and, um, who was it, Ryan Pace, yeah. the former general manager, they weren't in line with ownership. They traded away assets to move up to draft Justin Fields to save their jobs, not because it was in the best interest of the Chicago Bears. Then they end up getting fired, and the Bears are left to deal with the fallout. So that happens in the NBA as well, but that's why you don't see as much of this. Guys are trying to pre- preserve their jobs. Yeah, no, I get that. But you know what? It's good for the league if they become more like the NBA or baseball in that regard. It's good for the league. Now, what you're talking about is self-preservation, right? That is, I don't want to trade away this guy for draft picks because I'm not going to be the guy who gets to use those draft picks. Well At said. least that's the way that some of those guys are going to think. But for the Raiders, ultimately, Mark Davis is the one who calls the shots. He's the one who's got to think about the future of the organization. And if he orders him to go and get the best that he can for Devontae Adams, that's his job. And he can go get a first-round pick and make them better. Uh, first-round pick plus, I believe, and make them better for the long term. The job, here, here's a novel concept. Do your job, which your job is to do the best thing for the organization. I, as an owner, and listen, I get it. This would be completely, completely off the board for most owners. I, as an owner, am interested in what you are doing for the best for our organization for the long term. And if you're willing to do that and admit that kind of a mistake, or you understand that it's not working out and the best thing for us to do is move on, I'm going to respect that more at least in that situation. Let me put it this way. When you have Devontae Adams, when you have Saquon Barkley, you have stars. What do you think the Angels think today? about the fact that they did not trade Shohei Otani, as opposed to what they did do, which was go to try to help themselves when they were a mid-level team with zero self-awareness. They needed to get something for somebody that was an incredibly valuable asset, and they came away with zero, and now he's walking away. That's my fake, That's my point. Ultimately, you have to become more like the NBA, more like Major League Baseball. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. It's not often that you get to talk to the very best at doing something, and we're going to do that next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's NBA opening night. The Denver Nuggets are finally NBA champions. Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets begin the defense of their NBA title against LeBron, AD, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Coverage begins tonight at 7 Eastern with opening tip at 7.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Kesky and PJ Carlissimo have the call. On that game, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Lakers, Denver, Phoenix, Golden State. No Bradley Beal later on uh, tonight because of uh, the fact that the Phoenix Suns are going to be very, very careful with his back situation at the moment. And, of course, the bigger slate begins tomorrow night. You've got the Celtics and the Knicks, among other games. You've got Cleveland, Brooklyn, Detroit, Miami. Uh, Later, you've got Portland and the Clippers as we get a a beautiful look at the new-look Portland Trailblazers without Damian Lillard. But they do have Scoot Henderson. And then the biggest news yesterday, Joseph, was involving Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks. He agrees to a three-year, $186 million extension that will kick in after this season. So that locks him up, along with Damian Lillard, on the same timeline for the Milwaukee Bucks. Here is Wendy earlier today, Brian Windhorst, of course, host of the Hoop Collective podcast. You get smarter every time you listen to that. And he is ESPN's NBA insider as well as Woj. Here is Brian Windhorst earlier today on Greeny about Giannis's extension. He does this where if he is unhappy with the Bucks in a year, he loses leverage. This happened with Dame Lillard. Dame signed in 2022. Everything was great. I've never wanted to do anything but be a blazer. Circumstances changed. He had no leverage when it came time for him to want to leave. He ends up in Milwaukee, which he says is okay, but we know that's not where he wanted to be. Giannis, even as smiling and as happy as he was, if he played this year and it went sideways, they go out in the first round, they go out in the second round, he now has one year left on his contract, has maximum leverage because nobody is trading a bunch of stuff for him if he's not going to extend. He's got full control over where he goes. He can get that same contract a year from now. Listen, I I get what Wendy's talking about, but when they made this move to go get Damian Lillard, Joe, it was very clear at least to me, that Giannis was going to sign that extension because that's the move that he had been talking about all offseason. I I love everything about this. Everything about this in a sport where this never happens. In a sport where, and I'm not knocking this, I love player mobility. It's it's great for radio. It's great for TV. It keeps the storylines fresh. It's very exciting watching Kevin Durant go from one place to another to another. Is it going to work here? How's it going to be different there? What's the latest with James Harden, right? What's LeBron thinking post-Lakers? All of these stories are great. It's what makes the NBA unique. It's what makes the NBA captivating and fascinating. But with Giannis, I love the fact that he, in a very respectful and responsible way, alerted the organization as to his desire to improve the roster. The organization responded in kind by bringing in Damian Lillard. He responded in kind by re-upping with the three-year extension. Everything about it 
professional business being done at the highest possible level. I love this story for everything that it is because it shows that these things can get done in a reasonable time frame in a reasonable fashion. Well, let's get more on it with quite simply the best to ever do it. He is the NBA lead play-by-play announcer for ESPN. He is an even better person. He is warm. You talk about people you want to have a beer with earlier, Joe. This is the man. He is a consigliere. He is whatever you want him to be. <laughs> he is Mike Breen, who joins Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh on ESPN Radio. How are you, Michael? I, ga- I gave up drinking, Chris, so we can't have that beer. Oh, crap. Well, then I'm out. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. Hello, guys. How are you? We're great. Well, we're great, Mike. So what did you make of the Giannis extension yesterday? Were you surprised that it came right before the season started? I was surprised how quickly everything changed for the Bucks in just a couple of months. Uh, but I'm not surprised at anything that Giannis does uh, that's done with, with care, with thought, with uh, a feeling of loyalty. He is one of the most impressive professional athletes I think we've ever seen in any sport. His story of where he came from to now, uh, I think is as, as incredible and extraordinary as, as, as any we've ever seen. So nothing he does surprises me uh, because he's just, he's a special young man, obviously with a special gift. And uh, to see it all turn from him maybe leaving to them getting Damian Lillard, and now he's staying. Um, it just, it, in some ways, it goes along with who he is and what he stands for. What type of learning curve do you expect in Milwaukee now that Giannis and Lillard are going to try to find a way to work together? Do you think this is going to take a while? Do you think they kind of get into a rhythm a little bit sooner? How do you see this playing out? Um, they're both not just great talents, Joe. They're they're um, you know they're. Just really smart, high IQ players as well. So I don't think that's going to take time. I think more of the change for for Milwaukee is is you're going from the guard that they gave up, who is probably the most, um, maybe the premier defensive guard in the NBA, to this sensational offensive player who has never been known for his defense. So I think that's where the change has to be. All right. So how do they how do they play at the end of the game when you don't have a Drew Holiday? Um, but you do have the Dame Lillard. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where the emphasis on them. Uh, part of the reason or a big part of the reason why they won their title was because of their defense. Uh, this year, I think if they win a title, the offense will probably take center stage, although they still have some really good defensive defensive players. The very familiar voice of Mike Breen, ESPN's lead play-by-play announcer for the NBA. Season starts tonight. We've got Lakers and Nuggets here on ESPN Radio with Mark Hester, P.J. Carlissimo, 7 p.m. Eastern. Mike will have the Celtics and Knicks tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on ESPN. But I want to ask you about the Lakers for a second. So, Mike, how much have they been able to close the gap on the Nuggets in the West? Um, I, I think I think they closed the gap last year to some extent when their two stars got healthy. I mean that that was still the number one reason why they had all their problems and why they had to go via the playing route last year, uh, because when LeBron James and Anthony Davis were both healthy, they both were still dominant players. Now you add you know some really good young talent uh, like Reeves and and some other pickups that they have. And I think they closed the gap. Um, you know, Denver still is still the favorite, I would say, right now. But they lost a couple of key guys that, that made big plays for them at uh, in important moments in the playoffs. 
Um, but the key for, for L.A., if, if LeBron James plays 65, 70 games, if Anthony Davis plays 70-plus games, then they're going to be in the thick of things. If not, then it's going to be uh, another struggle where they go up and down. It's, you know, every team, It's that's the whole key. If you're healthy, um, you've got a chance to reach your potential. If you don't, you could be in big trouble. Mike, doing play-by-play, you're all over the country. You're in different cities. You're seeing different teams, different players. There's obviously a lot of player mobility in the NBA with, with, with new faces and new places. What gets you excited going into this season? What are you looking forward to seeing? Well, you know, you do love the the new faces on the new teams and how will they fit in, like you talked about with Lillard or um, with Bradley Beal in Phoenix. Can they be this super offensive team? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you know, from a New York standpoint, uh, um, I can't wait to see how the Knicks play. Can they play with the same way that they finished last season? If you remember, they started slowly last year. Uh, can they get out of the gate good with this tough schedule? Can Jalen Brunson get even better than what he was last year? Um, you know, I could probably go, I'm sorry, it's not like a shill here, but I could go down 30 teams and tell you, boy, I can't wait to see what happens here and what happens there. It's just, for me, it's the, it's, um, it's the best time of year outside of playoff basketball just to, to kind of see who's going to step to the forefront, who's going to be the surprise team this year, uh, which team is, is perhaps going to struggle. It's just, um, there, there's too many storylines to narrow it down. Mike, when you look at the Celtics and Knicks tomorrow night, um, the Celtics specifically, has this now become a two-team race in the East? And how much of by adding Drew Holiday and Porzingis has it changed the dynamic for the Celtics? Yeah, you know, Chris, I, I think I think those two are clearly ahead of everybody else. Let's see what happens. Um, and, and I think Boston deserves some credit because they were right there. They went to Game 7 of, of the conference finals, and yet they made some pretty major changes. They traded a guy that for years everybody has agreed was the heart and soul of their team. He's now gone. But they brought back a player, and they didn't know they were going to get him when they traded Marcus Smart. They bring back a holiday who is the epitome of heart and soul of the team, and maybe in some ways better, I think, um, and, and remember, Smart was a defensive player of the year. Now you have a Porzingis with this immense talent. Nick fans know that for sure. And when they saw how talented he was. But he does he has to be the fourth best player, really, on the team. So there's not a lot of pressure on him. And I think in today's NBA, he's going to be even more um, valuable. So for them, um, they've got a great top six. The only question for Boston is depth. You know, if somebody gets hurt or they get worn down during the course of the regular season if they're trying to make sure they get home court. Um, that's the only question mark. Other than that, they are definitely a championship contender. A lot of basketball fans eagerly awaiting the professional debut of one Victor Wembanyama. I mean, Mike, we, we have heard so much about him over the last year. It's not like previous years with the number one overall pick. I mean, this is supposed to be different. This looks very different. What can you tell us about Victor Wembanyama and, and, and how great these expectations are going to be? Well, I think, um, first off, I've never seen him play live yet. I've only seen him play on television, so I can't wait to see him in person. I never like to, to talk about a player until I've seen him in person. But even the most uh, the crankiest, um, most cantankerous media member will rave about this guy already. I always think we jump far ahead, let, let them prove themselves first. 
But everybody's saying he's not just going to be a great player. He's going to be one of those truly special players. And you know when Greg Popovich talks about him with this kind of um, just amazing complimentary way for Popovich, you know that he's not afraid to put the pressure on the young man. Um, So he's like something we've never seen in terms of his size and skill ability. And the other thing I love about him when I'm watching him on TV is he just seems to love playing. He's not playing because he's tall and athletic. He's playing because he loves the game. And not just what he can do, he loves being part of a team. So I think you add all those uh, those parts in, and, and we might have somebody that uh, we're going to be talking about for, for decades. Mike Breen, Doc Rivers, Doris Burke, Lisa Salters tomorrow night, Celtics, Knicks, 7 p.m. on ESPN. And I'm not afraid to say it. Mike might be the most huggable person on the planet. I see him, <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm giving you an emotional hug right now, Mike. I hope you feel it. Uh, do I owe you money? I'm, this no. is like this is really kind. <laughs> Mike, have a great season. We're looking forward to it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Mike Breen, ESPN lead, NBA play-by-play announcer. Then Ryan Rucco, J.J. Redick, Richard Jefferson, Cassidy Hubbarth tomorrow night have Victor Webanyama's NBA debut, Spurs Mavericks, 9.30 p.m. ESPN tomorrow night. Pizza money, not just for Major League Baseball, not just for the NFL. We've got NBA bets on the way. Next, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Okay, apologies in advance. I'm doing the show from California today. And while I brought every piece of electronic equipment needed for this, which is like 10,000 pieces of gear, I forgot my notepad. The one thing that I need more than anything in this business, my notepad with all my information. So I don't have the full update on pizza money. I know that yesterday we went three and three. We crushed it with Monday Night Football. We stunk with baseball. Uh, overall, we are above 500, but we are slightly in the negative when it comes to uh, units. So we got to turn this around. We've got two to kick off the NBA season tonight. Both are going to take place in the Phoenix-Denver game. Prop number one, Yusuf Nurkic, over three and a half assists plus 135. Okay. Nurkic is not being brought in to score for the Phoenix Suns. Rebound, play defense, and when people collapse on you down low, kick it back out to one of your shooters, Booker or KD primarily. Three and a half assists plus 135. We're going to go over that. In addition, Devin Booker to make three or more three-pointers is plus 140. We're going to play that as well. His three-point shooting and his three-point accuracy are on the rise. Once KD showed up and you saw how they performed in that playoff series against Denver, he was taking and making more three-pointers throughout the course of the series. So two player props, both plus money for you to get the season started. Yusuf Nurkic over three and a half assists plus 135. Devin Booker three or more made three-pointers plus 140. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. You know, we were talking... That's a classic reset right there, coming from a guy who did not know where to go in that spot. That's an old radio tactic. When you hear the reset, you know he's a bit lost. No. (laughs) Were you lost? No, I wasn't. Here's what happened. I kept hitting the button, and it didn't fire for me. (laughs) Click, click, (laughs) click, click. Cuts it off the board, flushed home by the Greek Freak is the biggest X factor in the East. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis thrives against playing the best competition. Giannis cutting down the lane. 
he's incredible. And then you're like, I think he can be even better. Oh, sure. Now it works. <laughs> Where were you 20 seconds ago? <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Series 6M, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. See, not enough O's and smooth. That's a nice little reset right there. We were talking a few minutes ago about Giannis and the extension that's now in place. Then he and uh, uh, he and Damian Lillard are now lined up together with their contracts. You heard Wendy say that he was a little bit skeptical of the fact that Giannis signed the extension now when he could get the exact same deal at the end of the season. Here's the only thing I'd say. I understand what Wendy says when he, he says that Giannis is going to lose uh, some real leverage if, in fact, the Damian Lillard thing falls apart and he wants out. I, I think what he's going to lose there will be limited. First of all, I don't think he'll bail out after one year. I think they have two years here. Two years for him and Dame to make it work together. If it doesn't work together after year one and they get bounced in the first round, what else can they add to the mix? Is Dame washed at the end of that? What does that all look like? To me, Giannis is the kind of player that likes Milwaukee so much, probably was very uncomfortable with saying what he said this offseason to get done what he wanted to say, um, or to get done for what he wanted and what he needed to win more. I don't think Giannis is worried about that in a couple of years right now. They did the right thing, so in his mind, he did the right thing. I don't I don't think money is the number one factor for him. I don't think whether or not he can exert maximum leverage over the Bucks or the rest of the NBA is his top priority. Wendy lays out the case. Wendy's case is very, very smart. From a business perspective, these were his options. This is what he could have done, and this is what it would result in. Very smart. No, no knock against any of that. But I don't think that's where Giannis is. I don't think he's meeting with his camp saying, how do we get maximum leverage so we can get every last dollar? This is a guy who talked about when he first got to the NBA, how he was sending almost all of his check back to his family in Greece. Remember that? Yeah. Like he was living on as little as he could to take care of everyone back there. He has now made generational wealth. Everyone's provided for through his endorsements, through his basketball contracts, through everything. He genuinely wants to win. He wants the best possible team and the best possible chance of competing. Of course, he wants to be compensated for it, but I don't think he's out there trying to extract every last dollar and every last the, the key piece of negotiating leverage lining up for him to get everything. He wants to go win. He reminds me very much of Steph Curry. I, I think those two have a lot in common in terms of where they're at, how they view basketball, what they want to achieve in basketball, their competitive nature, and their loyalty to their team. You know, you don't have to be loyal, loyal to your team. It's a business. But yeah. if you come out and you want to say, look, here's what we want to do. Here's what I'd like to see happen. And then the team goes out and does it. He rewards them in return by signing the extension. Everyone there has to feel very good about things at the current moment. Yeah, and that's exactly how I think this went down. I, I think the, the decision was more based on, hey, they responded to what I wanted and to what we needed yeah. to go and win more. So I'm going to do the right thing here. And they're not going to be holding any sort of a drive for any money for him anytime soon. As you said, he's got the generational wealth. It's going to be a marriage that I think absolutely works. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.